Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process. Of course, I am your host, Greg Wareham. So those of you that have been following the show over the course of time know that we're based out of the New Jersey Shore area. And we've had multiple guests discussing places like Asbury Park and Point Pleasant, Seaside Heights, Long, Long Beach Island. The shore is an iconic and beautiful part of our country. It's one of the greatest parts of our country. But today, we're going to stay with our beach theme, but we're going to focus on another iconic part of our country, the Hamptons. Ooh, the Hamptons. So when I think of the Hamptons, I picture the scene in Wall Street. And I was having this conversation with our guest last week. I picture Gordon Gecko on the beach with this 10-pound cell phone, talking to Bud, Bud Fox, telling him how his ship just came in. And I remember when I was a kid watching that, you know, you got this... It's kind of a little foggy, isolated. I'm like, wow, this place is absolutely spectacular. And this must be where all the rich people live. And, you know, and as everyone knows, the Hamptons are a seaside area home to some of the highest profile people in the country, some of the most expensive real estate. And it's not just one spot. It stretches over well over 50 miles uh, in Long Island. Now, being a native of New England, I'm not overly familiar with the shorelines of the Hamptons. I'm really familiar with Cape Cod, and now I'm familiar with New Jersey after being here for 20 years. And the Hamptons always have been a very mysterious and elegant place to me. And we're fortunate today to have a guest, Steve Rosemarin with Douglas Elliman Real Estate. Steve, how are you today? I am well, thank you. Well, Stephen, to give him the proper introduction, is the number one real estate agent on the Hamptons for Douglas Elliman. And thank you for taking the time today, Steve. Oh, my pleasure. So please tell us about yourself. Um, well, my, my experience in the Hamptons is uh, moving out there actually after 9-11. Okay. Um, I was in the travel industry. I was a retail travel agent and always very customer oriented and sure. uh and the travel industry got wrecked after 9 11 and uh yeah you had to reinvent yourself and biggest in, i had a friend out on out in the hamptons and uh and she said real estate and uh and i haven't looked back so uh. um it, it, it it's amazing well, it's just amazing how the industry dominates the area, the east right. end of Long Island. So it's, it's, it is the biggest industry, whether it's the construction of houses and selling of houses. And No, I, I can imagine. And the, the price, what's the price of an average home in the Hamptons? I know it's different from place to place. It, it's very different from place to place. You, you can't really generalize. You can, you can you know, although the, the bottom number has certainly increased in the last few years. Sure. Um, but you know, I could tell you that things top out in the, you know, 70, $80 million range, <laughs> but, um, pocket change. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> you know, and that's a, you know, certain streets yeah. in Southampton on the ocean, you know, Meadow Lane is a famous street. Sure. Um, and, uh, but you know, you, you can play in the Hamptons, you can get into our area, um, for a million bucks, okay. even, even a little less, if you buy something modest, you know things get less expensive the further you get from the water. Sure, and um, you know we have a very different real estate environment than you have at the Jersey Shore. My my 
growing up in New Jersey, which sure. I did. You're from Edison. I'm from Edison right? originally, and which welcome is back. Kind of kind of funny, <laughs> only because I lived, you know, maybe ten miles from a Monmouth County beach, uh-huh. and I don't think I ever went to the beach until I got my driver's license at, at 17 years old. So <laughs> my parents were not beach people, right? Um, and you know, my memory is of you know Seaside Heights and those kind of places where houses are just on top of each other, you know, sure. little, little cottages, you know, jam packed. And I, I think the most significant difference that we have, um, and what makes us unique is that, uh, you know, we have big lot zoning. So, you know, okay. there, there are whole towns almost where, you know, you have to have a, basically we call it R 40 zoning, 40,000 square foot lots, mm. um, which are an acre of what we call builder's acre. Okay. And so, you know, it, it, you can't get that kind of really close, um, close construction. And that's the minimum. You have to have a minimum of a well one in acre certain line. areas. Okay. I mean, there there's certain places that are are twenty, which would be half an acre zoning. And actually, when you get out, and my little section of ocean that I sell a lot of is in the west. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm centered on Main Street, West Hampton Beach. Okay, um, and we have a thing called Dune Road, which basically stretches from Hampton Bays, the Shinnecock Inlet uh, in the east, to Cupsog Beach, which is the Mauritius Inlet in the west. And, okay. and it's about, a, I'd say, a nine, ten mile uh, strip of, of land, Barrier okay. Island. Um, kind of like Fire Island. A lot of people are familiar with sure. Fire Island. So this is... If you go across the Mauritius Inlet, you're on Dune Road. Okay. And, and so this is this one road that just goes the whole length of this thing. And it is where where they haven't preserved the land, it is all constructed. And there are sections of there where you can own, you know, a two-acre, three-acre lot on the ocean, which is going to set you back a, a different price than having a 50-foot-wide lot on the ocean with, you know, a neighbor who also has a 50-foot wide yacht sure and, and and you know some people joke about it being uh you know it's like townhomes in or in, in queens you know or what are they, <laughs> or like uh just lined up squares but sure. you, you you have your own 50 foot piece of the atlantic ocean you is, know and so and i know when we were preparing for the show and in talking about everything you were talking about different hamlets and villages you know terms that we just don't see in most of the country if any of the country and it really seems to be unique to the hamptons so my little piece of the world yeah. and uh and you know i focus on my business in the hamptons um but my little piece in the world is in the town of Southampton, which I believe is geographically the largest town on Long Island. Okay. Um, it stretches from a little hamlet called Eastport in the west to the very tony hamlet of Sagaponic in the east. Okay. And basically, if you go east of there, you're in East Hampton. Mm-hmm. Of which you know people are pretty familiar with Montauk being the very tip of East Hampton. Sure. So that is the entire southern. I see you have a I map. Got a map. I need a map you. for this, Dave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So um, basically, what we call the southern, the South Fork. Okay. And so you know we've got the North Fork where the wineries are there, okay. and we've got the South Fork. Now, when most people are going to vacation or looking for a vacation home, they're usually looking at the South, the Fork, South Fork. The South Fork. Right. And so. Um, 
Yeah, so so basically Southampton Town, which is the more western, obviously, than East Hampton, or a little closer to the city, Manhattan, right. okay. or New York. Um, it's made up of what, and you were, you were alluding to it, it's made up of hamlets and villages. Okay. So uh, basically, and this is just... Political geographical designation jargon for it, right? But but well, I'm thinking, what's a Hamlet? Okay, so so basically, I mean, it's we've a got the, we've thing. got I the, know that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, the uh, there are there are basically two different government structures. Okay. So Southampton Town is made up of five villages, which is the village of Westhampton Dunes, which is the western end of Dune Road. Okay, um, Westhampton Beach which is my little part of the world, the village of Quag, which is just to the east of West Hampton Beach, and then Sag Harbor and, uh, and the village of Southampton. Okay. They have their own governments. They have their own police departments, their own beaches, mm. their own, you know, private to their residents. Okay. Um, everything else is just simply Southampton. Okay. And so Southampton has its own beaches, a little less exclusive than maybe the the, the village beaches. Mm-hmm. So the village of Quag, of which I have a home in the village of Quag, the only people who can go to the Quag village beach are residents or tenants of residents of, of Quag. Okay. Where and West Hampton Beach, which is probably the 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 other significant village in our area. They have two beaches, and the only people who can go there are people from West Hampton Beach, the hamlet of West Ham- you can You can also buy into that those village beaches. So it's a little less exclusive than Quag, but you can buy in from uh, West Hampton, Remsenburg, and... Now, do you still Quag. have to live there to even buy into it? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so, and, and actually... And Southampton Town, which, you know, is a little less exclusive because anybody who's in the the entire town of Southampton can go to a Southampton Town beach. Okay. And not to be confusing, but all the beaches on Dune Road east of Quag are basically Southampton Town beaches and anybody who has residence in Southampton okay. can do that. So if someone's coming to visit for the day, yep. can they go to a beach in the area? Are there public beaches? They, they, there is, yes. Um, There's so one. At the very, yes. Okay. <laughs> so at the, and, and so, you know, and, and when I say these, you know, the exclusivity of some of the, of the village beaches say sure. the other end of the spectrum is the lack of exclusivity that anybody can go to Cupsog beach, which is the westernmost piece of dune road, which is a Suffolk County beach. Okay. So, and you, you can pay by the day or whatever. Okay. Understood. Now, but all the beaches are really located on the South part versus the. Well, the, okay. So there are, there are Atlantic beaches. Yeah. And so, and there really is almost no difference except for, again, the, the access, the exclusivity of it. It's all the same beach, that whole strip of, you know, 10, 12 miles. Okay. Um, but in Southampton also, if you go to the, um, the northern side or the top of the South Fork okay. is Peconic Bay. Okay, and there are beautiful bay beaches there also, but it's not. You don't have the the top, you know, the the waves. You don't have surfing or any of sure. that. 
it's a, it's a bay. It's a little bit warmer water, which a lot of people like. Mm-hmm. And probably good for kids. It's I would great imagine. for yeah. kids. There's, there's a there's a beach called Meshoot in Hampton Bays that's very very popular with families. And uh, yeah, I mean, there are days when you would not take a small child out onto it onto an ocean beach. Was, okay. You know, the waves are coming in, and sure, you know, your child is. So, can you go around, drive around, and look? So, if me and my wife go look in Montauk and drive around, am I getting arrested at looking at seventy million dollar houses? Uh, no, anybody, any, anybody can look, but the ones that are $70 million usually have big gates can't at, see them, in right? front of them. We, we have a thing that I don't know if the rest of the country has, but there, there are, we, they, they call them privet. Okay. And privet is basically huge hedges in front of these uh, sure. mansions or, or those big homes. Now, I've always gotten the feeling that uh, on the Hamptons, it's almost a different weather pattern at times. It is. Um, so first of all, we're usually ten degrees cooler than the city, mm-hmm. and so and, and you know when you live out there, it's just you're used to the weather. But boy, when I go into the city in the summer and I go, how do these people live in this ninety-three degree you know weather <laughs> when it's you know eighty by us or so? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and it's it's pretty pleasant. Sure. It's a perfect day, right? And uh, and I, I think that's you know part of the popularity that that is part of the popularity of, of owning a house out there. It's so I, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to go a little more detail on. I wanted to ask you another question. You know, a lot of people listening out there, are professionals, they're like-minded professionals in the real estate industry, mortgage industry. How did you become the number one agent in the Hamptons for? Well, first, first you're, you're you're throwing that around, but I was the number one agent in 2018. Um, I, I'm, I'm still up there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, How do you establish so, such well, a robust Well, first of all, business? actually, let, let, yeah. yeah. So take it back to my beginning, and I, and I I said in in your, in the beginning. Uh, I came from the travel business, and so um, I've always been a customer service oriented, you know, pleasing person who who made my living off of serving people and giving them knowledge. Sure, and that's what travel agents do, um, and it translates really well into real estate. And mm-hmm. you know, our our business is a very funny business. It's made up of people who do it, you know, sort of on the side or part time or, sure. or people who really do it for a living. And when I first got into the business, I like like I said, my, my business had shuttered up and so I needed to make money immediately. So it was sort of, you know, guerrilla marketing and guerrilla selling basically. Right. Um and I think well, so, and, and in my first year in the business, which was 2003, um, I was the rookie of the year from Manhattan to Montauk for Douglas Elman was originally uh, Prudential Long Island Real Estate. Sure, and, yeah, and we, and we, yeah, we bought Douglas Elman, I think, in 2005 or something, okay. something like that. Um, and uh, so I was the rookie of the year from Manhattan to Montauk for Douglas Elvin. And I, I, you could have knocked me over because I, I just, I didn't know what I was doing except trying to earn a living. Sure. And uh, How do you and, go to zero to 100? I mean, do you pick up the phone and start cold calling people? Like, what did you do? Um, yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, that's 90% of the business is, is, is telephone work. Sure. And so... Um, yeah, you literally actually I, I could tell you exactly how so so there are two aspects of of, of my job. Yeah. One is selling houses mm-hmm. 
or, or helping people buy houses. And the other is rentals. Mm -hmm. And so everybody in the Hamptons kind of starts out in the, the rental thing. You sure. know, it's sort of the more accessible thing. It's a little less intimidating than walking up to somebody who's got an $8 million house and saying, I can sell that better than anybody or whatever. <laughs> um, so what you do, literally, I mean, we had these databases of homeowners and you would update their rental listing for the next year, and then you'd attach your name to it. Mm -hmm. People would call, you know, it would be in our databases, and people would call off them, and you'd do rentals. And rentals, renters become buyers, we sure. always say. And and landlords become sellers. Right. So the, the, the two things are completely enmeshed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, when they hit great success in our business, and you know, I, I know quite a few of them. Um, they 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 kind of go, oh, I don't do rentals anymore. <laughs> and the 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 gist of the business is doing rentals, right? You know? I mean, that, that, we're we're a vacation area, sure. And so you're crazy not to do it if you want to continue your business. Sure, so. it makes sense. And that's all in the follow up after that, right? And so, rents. and literally that was it. I, you know, I'm, I I could also go back to you know real estate 101. I would call up people and. Uh, that they really weren't, we had things called open listings and exclusive listings. One is, one is you're the exclusive sell, uh, lister, seller of that house. Open ones are more what people are used to when they see like a for sale by owner kind of thing. Got it. And you walk up to a for sale by owner guy and go, hey, can I do an open house in your house for three hours on Saturday? And, and sometimes <laughs> they say yes. And so you do. And right. that, that's how you guerrilla sell, you know? And yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. So. Where do most of your clients come from? Is it Manhattan, New England, northern New Jersey? You know, um, it's interesting. Uh, I'm always surprised by the amount of people that we get from New Jersey. And again, I'm a Jersey guy, so, you know, I, the first thing... When I see a, a jersey plate, I, I you always say, "Oh, what exit?" And uh, you know, it's just it's part of me. As, right. as I say, so you could take the boy out of Jersey, but you can't take Jersey out of the boy. <laughs> I think we even did that when you were coming here. I'm yeah, actually one four seventeen, one fourteen, exactly. <laughs> um, and so we get a tremendous amount of business um, from Northern Jersey, you know, okay. from from Bergen County area, Tenafly. Those I have a lot of friends who I've made made friends with in the real estate business clients um from north jersey and our connection is kind of jersey but yeah um but you know for the most part a lot of people from the city um you know originally it was mostly manhattan but now you know a lot of people in brooklyn okay and brooklyn you know has its own distinct uh clientele also which sure. tend to be a little younger i think than the people in manhattan and then um surprisingly enough we get a lot of connecticut people okay we have two ferries that come to Long Island from uh, either Bridge, uh, Bridgeport, mm -hmm. Connecticut, or from New London. Okay. Um, the Bridgeport one, so people who live in and around the Bridgeport Ferry, they come into Port Jefferson on the North Shore. Right. The North. So it's like the people in and around 95, I think, on uh, yeah. Connecticut. Okay. And so they can zip over on the ferry, and we're probably a 40-minute ride from the ferry. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's, it, so that, that, that's kind of the bulk of it, I think. And, you know, the, the other thing that we have, which is just, uh, I don't, I don't know 
that people came from Florida, but we have a lot of people who who winter in Florida mm. and and summer up here. Okay, and so a lot of the people, especially the old timers, um, you know, who've done well with their real estate up here, sure. and they, they, you know, that's the whole snowbird phenomena, right? And, and we, I, I, there's actually a little triangle that I like to draw out of people. You know, they have a place in Florida, they have a place in the Hamptons, they have a place in Manhattan. You got yeah. everything you need. There you go. <laughs> so, so you had mentioned the boats coming from Connecticut. Now, can you also take a boat from to and from the Jersey Shore, from Cape Cod? You know, I wish you could, but okay. no. The, 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 those are the two ports, and uh, so they both come into the north. Also, so um, we, we mentioned before the two forks of of, yeah. of the East End, and so the North Fork. Uh, is known for it has really become the, uh, a major wine uh, wine making vineyard area. Okay, and, um, and and so a lot of people who live on the South Shore where I live go and on a weekend day you'll go up on a Sunday and you'll go do a little winery tour. It's like going to Napa Valley in California. So I'm not sure the quality of wine is the same, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. That's great. So you get you can do anything. So you can do the vineyards. Depends. Do you go and to the ad, north? actually where where I live? So let me talk about my little area Please. of the world. So West Hampton Beach, Quag, um, that area, Remsenburg. We are right at the fork of the 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 the, the bottom of the crotch of the two forks. Sure. And so. From where I live in Quag, or my office in West Hampton Beach, it's literally a 12-minute ride. You don't have to go around the, 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 the fork to get to the North Fork. You just go straight up north, and you're at the beginning of the, the North Fork. Got it. So I could be at you know one of my favorite restaurants up on the North Fork in 15 minutes, okay. from my house, which is really just convenient. So it's nice to be able to live at the beach and visit the wineries and the restaurants on the North Fork. Yeah. So that's that's that sounds incredible. The other the other great thing about where I am and and you know we were always the and what I'm talking about is we divide the Hamptons into or we divide Southampton town into east of the canal which there's a canal that leads from the ocean into Peconic Bay, okay. which is the, between the two forks. Okay. And there's locks that you pass through when you go through that canal. Um, and so the, the hoity-toitier or the, the, the more tony um, part of the Hamptons was always considered east of the canal. Okay. So people who lived in Southampton, the village of Southampton, or uh, Water Mill, or... Sagaponic or Bridgehampton, and they sort of poo-pooed the the side of the of Southampton town <laughs> west of the canal, and um, West Hampton Beach in particular has remade their village, and, okay. and we, they ripped up Main Street. It, it's almost Disney esque in its in its appearance now. Okay. It's, it's clean and neat and new restaurants and all of that. And now people who come from, we're, we're, we have a, a big influx of people coming from east of the canal, buying west of the canal now. And uh. so, uh, you know, they kind of, they've always been more, a little bit pricier to the east. Sure. 
And um, so those people cash that property in and buy. And they're coming over. And they come over. So just for really quick from a traffic standpoint, how do you how do you beat it? Okay, I, we so, need an inside so, so track is, for traffic. Is, and actually, that that is probably one of the strongest assets of our area. Okay. So to get to the Hamptons, one takes either the uh, Sunrise Highway or the Long Island Expressway. Okay. And you basically you get off at a town called Manorville, and you take a, a, a road called 111, and that takes you basically to Remsenburg, which is my area, which is just, to, it's the western end of, you know, West Hampton Beach. Um, so unless there's an accident or something on the LA, there's no traffic really there. Okay. And, People uh, take notes on this one. This is important. You definitely take notes <laughs> on this. So because, and so... The, the beauty of that area is that you don't you, you don't have to plan your your weekend around your know, traffic patterns that there, there is no traffic pattern sure um, but when you go there there is a definite uh, clog that happens east of our area in the Hampton Bays so if you when you come down the LIE you come down 111 you get on to 27 mm-hmm. 27 east um, and when you take 27 East to go to those further East locales, hamlets mm-hmm. and villages, there is a, a definite clog that happens when 27 becomes County Road 39 and that becomes Montauk Highway, at a two-lane highway. Mm-hmm. And so there is legendary summer traffic, especially you know on a Friday afternoon uh, on on Montauk Highway, trying to get to your house in Bridgehampton, and it could actually take you know a couple of hours to go from West Hampton Beach out to Bridgehampton. Okay. Or so, so you got to leave on Thursday, and so that, but that's and, and <laughs> yeah. that that's literally what people do is they yeah. they have to change their their travel plans, and and the other you know the other bad part of the traffic is that. Uh, on Sunday, you know, and this is for people who are who are doing their weekends out here. But on Sunday, a lot of people just go, ah, oh, you know what? I'm gonna t- let, let's get out of here at eleven o'clock. So you lose a whole day in, in, yeah. of your weekend because of the traffic. Have you found there's more people there since our worlds went remote in the past couple few years? Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, the the answer is yes, and it's reflected itself in property values going up. Okay, I mean, the the demand to be in our area and. and you know, the pandemic was had a lot of effects on us out there. Um, people wanted to come out to us because we still have close proximity. You know, we're an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes away from Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, and But you can be out in a village environment, a country environment, and not feel like you're on top of other people and, and all of that. And... Uh, you know, we probably had a pretty easy pandemic, I think, compared to, you know, right. most of the country. Now, do you find since the pandemic that a lot of people move there permanently? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, actually, there are statistics about increases in school population, things right. like that. So people just said, forget it. I'm going to, I'm giving up on the city and coming out. There. I mean, why not? Right? You work I, remotely. Why not be there? Well, and that, so that even the, the whole remote working thing adds even more to it. Sure. So, I mean, it's all been this sort of snowballing effect of, you know, just people want to be where we are. So, um, now do you see the market changing anytime soon in that area? 
you know, it's, it's, it's funny. We're, we're in a funny market right now. Um, you know, we're, we're recording this on what, August 15th, is it like? 16th? 17th. 17th. Sorry, I live in the Hamptons. There's no date. <laughs> You're on Hampton time. <laughs> I'm on Hampton time. <laughs> um, you know, we, we had the, the the mortgage rate increase about a month ago now, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And three, three, four months ago already. Is it really? That yeah. Well, that, there's that big three-quarter point pop. Yeah. And uh, which I'm sure you're... You, you, oh, I know it all too well. And, um, you know, we've had very tight inventory in the Hamptons in general mm -hmm. for the last couple of years since the pandemic. Okay. Um, and so no, nobody wants to give up their house. And, you can know, see that. People want to yeah. be there. And... Um, and so inventory has been really, really low for the last couple of years. Um, the, the, we have an interesting phenomena in our area. Um, the, I, I describe real estate sales as being a perfect storm by us. Okay. Um, nobody really has to sell and nobody really has to buy. It's a discretionary, you know, we're, we're mostly a second home area. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's moving to us because they've been relocated by their company out to the Hamptons <laughs> or anything right. like that. Too bad, right? You should right? be so lucky, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and, and so everything has to come together. You have to find a seller who, yeah, you know, they're ready to cash it in. They're ready. To, they're, they're done. They've, they've aged out, their kids have gotten, you know, they don't come anymore or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so you have to find that perfect seller with a buyer who, yeah, maybe they, it'd be nice to have a place in the Hamptons, but they don't have to have that a That is place a great point. It is really unique to, to your marketplace. Right. So we have literally, I mean, almost zero reload. Right. And, uh, and it's almost all just discretionary buying and selling. Just the want factor. Exactly. Yeah. Um, right. and you know, it, it has to fit in with somebody's lifestyle. You know, um, there are people who vacation, uh, you know, is a, a week down in Orlando or, or yeah. whatever. And that, that's, that's not who's, you know, buying in our area. Sure. Um, you know, for the most part, and I, I, I don't like to make broad brush strokes, but you know, it's kind of a professional class out there, or, you know, who are our typical buyers of second homes? I, I, they're probably yeah. the same ones anywhere. You know, they're, sure. they're, you know, uh, we have the wall street type. We have, uh, we have people in insurance, we have lawyers, we have doctors, it's, yeah. uh, you know, and, um, and so, and, and that crowd of people, they can, they like to take a long vacation. They like, mm -hmm. you know, or to, to be able to have access to something all summer long or so when things are less, uh, less crazy yeah. frenzied in the Makes city. Sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Steve, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back at you. Steve Rosemary and Greg Wareham will be back in two seconds. Today's show is sponsored by the Shagwan Tavern, and they're located at 774 Montauk Highway in Montauk, New York. So Shagwan has a very extensive seafood menu, as well as some amazing entrees, lobster entrees, linguine with clams, and fresh tacos, Montauk fish and chips, and the list goes on and on. You have to check this place out. They've been in business for almost 100 years, almost a century. Their bar and kitchen are open seven days a week, 
They serve lunch from 12 to 5 p.m. and dinner from 5 p.m. to close. They do a fantastic job. You can reach them directly at area code 631-668-3050. And also you can visit them online at www.shagwantavern.com. They're certainly not going to let you down. They do an amazing job and they're a staple in the Montauk area in the Hamptons. Welcome back, everyone. Again, this is Your Mortgage Process. I'm your host, Greg Wareham, and we have Steve Rosemarin today from Douglas Elliman Realty. Steve, has the Hamptons always been a prized location to be? Well, you know, it all kind of started out, and I, without going through the whole history of Long Island or anything, um, it was all, there was always a demand by wealthy New Yorkers, people in the city, to get out to the country, especially in the su- to summer in their summer homes. Sure. And so um, Quag and West Hampton Beach Village are both very sort of, there's a lot of history there. Okay. Um, and, you know, I mean, people didn't do the same things on vacations that we do today, but, um, you know, it was more about the, I think the, the, the fresh air and, uh, you know, lack of, lack of, uh, people and people wanted to get away for the summer and, um, activities were more, more like fishing and, you know, we, we had our, we have, we have the West Hampton beach, our West Hampton country club, which, uh, I think goes sounds back, exclusive. It's pretty, yeah, it's, it's pretty exclusive. Um, there, there's actually a lot of golf in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and that started, I think, in the 30s or so, uh, 30s, 40s, something like that. Um, I'm not a golfer, so. Me either. <laughs> I don't have the patience. Oh, my God. Well. I don't have the build either. I'm, I'm built for power. There you go. <laughs> no finesse. Baseball player. <laughs> um, no, but, and, and, and. There's always been sort of a, a private clubbiness to, you know, we have basically three, four private beach clubs that, you know, some families have been in for, you know, generations right. now on the ocean or the country club. You know, the How club. are the waiting lists to get into those? Yeah, it's pretty tough. It's, right. Yeah. And uh, that's why it's also nice if you're not part of that whole scene and that it is a scene sure um then you still have the the quag village beach or the or uh rogers beach in west Do you still have a lot of people that go there for the fishing yeah, there's a there's a, a there's a big boating contingent in the area also okay. we have plenty of marinas on the bay side so uh, if you zoomed in on your map a little bit, um, the <laughs> uh, we have this major body of water called uh, <laughs> called the uh, called Mauritius Bay, and okay. there is an outlet, an inlet that goes out to the ocean from there. Okay, um, and we've got a number of marinas in the area that do that, or or you can actually take sort of an inland um, path through the Quag Canal into Shinnecock Bay, which again brings you back into those locks that I was telling you about sure. before um, at the canal uh, and to go into Peconic Bay. And so most of the fishing nowadays takes place, I think, on people's boats, although right. you'll always see guys you know, standing on bridges with fishing poles <laughs> around it and just, you know. What other type of amenities are there? Fishing, we have the uh, Well, you know, the we are a very um, athletic, you know, 
again, we're a vacation area. So right. people do what they do on vacation. So, you know, besides the, obviously the beaches and the golf, I and mean, we probably have, I don't know, 10 golf courses in Southampton town. Wow. And some of the most exclusive ones in the country, actually, um, in when you get, uh, again, on the eastern end of, of Southampton, uh, there are three very famous golf courses that they play the U.S. Open on every once in a while. Okay, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, yeah, so it's a big thing. Uh, they play Shinnecock, and uh, it's a famous golf course. Man, that must be where I know the name from then, because I have heard the name before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, again, very difficult <laughs> clubs to get into and, sure. and very expensive ones to be a Can member Can I drop of. your name? Uh, no, it won't get you. <laughs> that, that and, oh. and, and that in ten, five bucks will get you a latte. <laughs> um, so, you know, golfing is big. We have a lot of tennis. You know, people, yeah. people are very active in our area. Bicycling. Um, I like to run and bike, and one of the nice assets of our area is everything's pretty flat, you right. know? I guess that's also pretty good for the golfers. I, I like downhill both ways, but <laughs> exactly. I'll take flat. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I like, the, it, it's actually a beautiful area to bicycle in, so... You know, I was so you had mentioned before about rental properties out there, and I was wondering, is there an impact with Airbnb? Um, I, I'm not sure. Well, first of all, there, there is a legal issue with Airbnb. Okay. Um, which I, I believe Southampton town's minimum, uh, tenancy is two weeks. Okay. So does Airbnb exist? Absolutely. Um, does the town of Southampton, you know, big brother watch the websites and look for people who might be getting carried away with that stuff. Yeah. You know, what they're trying to do is protect people who might be living next door sure. from having, you know, random people coming and going uh, for short stays through, through the season. So the, so, all right. So they've done a very similar thing in, uh, on the shore, New Jersey shore, which is, Sometimes you got to rent it for a month. It depends on the town, mm -hmm. and they control it all at the yeah, town yeah. level. It sounds like the same thing in the Hamptons. It is, yeah. So when, when somebody rents, you actually have to, if you rent your house out, you have to get a rental application. Okay. Um, you submit it to the town, and they may or may not send an inspector to the house to make sure that things are safe. Sure. Um, you know, it's a source of revenue for the, for the, the, the town also. Um, but, you know... Look, nobody wants nobody wants to be living next door to you know a flop house, I guess, right. or right a daily rental or a, know, a daily because right. people go hard on those. People do go. They hard. do. They go hard. Right, and I. I mean, I'm never invited to anybody's party, <laughs> but but I, but I hear they go hard. <laughs> yes, uh, and when you do rent your house out, and again, this is a big industry in our sure. area. Um, you know you. you as a landlord, you can put into the lease, and we literally have leases on these things that get mm -hmm. submitted to the town also. Um, and, uh, you know, you could put in, they must have weekly house clean, you know, uh, uh, cleanings and lawn cutting, and, and that's all paid by the tenant. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And is that standard on them? Totally standard. Re okay. Yeah. So someone's there cutting the grass on a Wednesday, and I'm there for the week. Yeah, you're and I'm paying for that. for that. And you're 
Well, on, it's built again, in. not on a weekly, okay. but on a but on, on a monthly. On a monthly, got it. Um, you know, and and landlords are free to do whatever they want. They can include that stuff, but most of them, uh, most people understand that it's done on sort of a net basis. So you you rent you rent a house. If you want to know, like a, a, a typical rental, yeah. Um, basically, uh, the average rental I would say in the West Hampton Beach Quag area. Um, for the month of July, our season goes Memorial Day to Labor Day, and okay. some people rent for the entire time. More often than not, they'll rent for a month, so they'll mm -hmm. rent either for July or August. And you know, people will pay you know twenty five, thirty, forty thousand. I mean, there are rentals that are you know a yeah. million dollars nowadays. Not a lot of weekly rentals though. But no, again, because it, they because get that two weeks, the, okay, two week minimum and. Mm. You know, again, does it happen? Yes, but uh, and but if you do if you if if you do it too much and your neighbors report you, okay. you won't be doing it anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. The town will come after you. What's the best time of year to visit? Um, well, obviously the season again goes Memorial Day to Labor Day, and that's when the weather is really perfect. Um, we who live there year round will always say the best time of year is September and October when everybody goes home. <laughs> Same here. When all the tourists go home. <laughs> well, so weather's still great. And the weather is still great. I mean, you know, I, I think the, the water temperature is almost as important as the air temperature. Yeah. And so, you know, in, in, I don't really get in the ocean until July 1st. Okay. And, you know, and, and even that, I have like a wetsuit top on, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. But then in August, it's pretty nice. In September, it's still warm. So. Now, do they keep, are there, are there activities in the off season? Well, again, I'm being someone who lives there year yeah. round. Um, so, again, West Hampton Beach has gone through a little bit of a renaissance in the last couple of years. So, um there is, and, and since the pandemic and since more people have moved out there mm -hmm. on a year-round basis, you'll see more restaurants open um, year-round. There, there used to be a lot of seasonal restaurants. Right. You know, they'd pop up in, you know, May and they'd be closing down in September, October, something like that. Now you're starting to see more restaurants uh, that just remain open the year. And actually, you know, it's another interesting phenomenon when, when somebody sinks a couple of million dollars into their house, right. um, they want to use that house more. So even if it's still a second home to them, you will see them out here. And they used to, you know, people used to just shut the house down when they were done in September, say. Mm -hmm. And then they'd open it back up in May. And literally, you know, when I say shut down, I mean drain the water out of the pipes, mm -hmm. close it up. Um, now you're starting to see people keep the house open throughout the winter. They'll holiday out there. They'll have yeah. you know, the, the holidays. I always had a vision of Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. Hampton. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Dune Road can be on the ocean. Could be a little bit desolate in you know January and February and Mar early sure. March. And it literally, I you can probably count on on two hands the amount of people who are living there year round. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, more and more people come out for the holidays, and that's a nice thing. That's great. Uh, yeah, it's great for the community. And it, so, yeah, yeah any, anything that can keep the stores open sure. longer. Um, and again, I'll, I'll tell you, being so close to the North Fork vineyards, those things are pretty much open all winter long. Okay. So, and uh, actually, uh, sounds uh, like a great fall trip. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Right? So well, the North Fork um, is again. You talk about traffic problems, but the, the, there's basically two parallel roads that take you from east to west on the North Fork, and one of the uh, like local <laughs> horrors is you know pump we we call them pumpkin pickers or <laughs> whatever but you know they're like leaf peepers in New England I yeah, guess right but you know the, the traffic is just at a standstill on these two roads of people going out to these pumpkin farms and buying you know buying apple pies and pumpkin and right. all of that well you and, can't get them and, by and, home Steve. right and, <laughs> and, and drinking wine at the same time right it's not a, and yelling at the kids yeah, exactly. <laughs> so speak. Speaking of food, what what food are the Hamptons known for? Well, uh, well, we we are a coastal, you know, waterfront community, and so obviously the seafood is pretty spectacular and pretty fresh by us. Any other like iconic spots that people should check out if you want to name drop? Oh, as far as restaurants, yeah, please. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, again, keeping it local I, in 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 West Hampton Beach, we have well. We actually just lost a legendary, the legendary restaurant tour in our area was a fellow named Star Boggs, and he unfortunately has passed and sold his restaurant, but it's now called Fauna, and it's part of a, a, a restaurant group of five restaurants, I think, between Hampton Bays and West Hampton Beach. They, in West Hampton Beach, they have Flora and Fauna, coincidentally. Um, Keep it easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we got a nice Italian restaurant called The Patio that's been there forever. Mm. And actually, a lot of legendary people have been dragged out of the patio back in the day. I think... Uh, um, Howard Cosell used to uh, no kidding. used to imbibe a little bit there, and he had a house over. Uh, if, if you remember how Howard? Oh, Cosell of course, was. yeah. And uh, he had a house right on the water. Nick doesn't remember him, by the way. Yeah, you're, you're a little young for this, Nick. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, and uh, so that, and then you know, local places, Margarita Grill, Buoy One is a nice. If you like your seafood, kind of fried and more family friendly, that sure. kind of thing. About local, great local watering holes that people can go to have a drink and look at the ocean. Well, and actually, the back bar at 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 Fauna or Starbucks is is is, uh, is the one. And actually, I, I almost forgot that um, uh, there's a place called Dockers um, on Dune Road. There's there's two there's there there are actually five restaurants on Dune Road. Two of them. One is Dockers in East Quag, and one is John Scott's in West Hampton. Um, John Scott's is like, it's called John Scott's Surf Shack, I think. or um, And it's very, very casual, good seafood, and a great bar. Now, is the whole area casual? Typical vacation it, it, it area? It is all casual. Okay. I mean, um, you know, people... I'm kind of a jeans guy, but uh, you know, if you're not wearing, people look at you walking down the street. If you're not wearing shorts, you you kind of look funny, and okay. and you can pretty much go into any restaurant. But the, the other restaurant I was going to mention, and and the other great bar to hang out at, is uh, is Dockers in East Quag, and um, it's a pretty high end seafood restaurant with just. Most of these seafood restaurants have spectacular views, and the sunset from the back of Dockers oh. is just... Uh, you got to get there it's early. Bre it's breathtaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Exactly. Have you ever sold a house to someone famous? Uh, yeah, but I won't say. Well, I know you can't tell me. 
That's got, that's got to be an experience. Well, and I will tell you, well, first of all, noticing on your wall here, your, your <laughs> memorial to Tom Brady. It's more of a shrine. A shrine. <laughs> to, yeah. Okay. I know you're a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so being a New Yorker, New Jersey, New Yorker, um, not my favorite football player, but um, we, we actually have, so Mr. Brady comes and visits our area every once in a while and he yeah. stays in a, uh, in a very special private club for people of his sure. you know, net worth. Yeah. And actually Eli Manning just uh, uh, bought and knocked down and built a new place on the ocean. And, uh, well, you have to have a house in the Hamptons. Yeah, you, you do. Right? You're rich and famous. You oh have my, to. Well, and, and yeah, we, um, our side of the canal, we had a lot of, um, a lot of New York newscasters, people like that in our area. But when you get further out east, you know, that's when you're getting into sure. the Howard Stearns or the, right. you know, the, Jerry the, Seinfeld. The, the Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. yeah, the zillionaires who, uh, who own, you know, five acre, 10 acre compounds on the ocean. Yeah. And, and you know, and I don't want to minimize cost, but I mean, you can buy a house there for a million dollars. You can buy a house under a million dollars if you, you if you have a good nose for it and the right agent and the and the right agent. Um, uh, uh, there there is pretty much something for everyone. Um, not everybody is buying a, se- a second home. Sure. Um, and I, we do have a major shortage of workforce housing in our area. Southampton Town is struggling with the uh, with workforce housing because. All of the old rentals have been bought by right. everybody during the pandemic. Right. So uh, where's everyone go? So that's uh, sad. Well, I mean, it's it is, and it's also a big problem for uh, the restaurants and hotels right. who have to staff these places in the summer. And uh, so, uh, some of the a lot of restaurants have have come to rent houses for the summer for their stabs. So that makes sense because if you're coming there as staff, do you really want to sit in traffic for three hours to get there? It just doesn't make sense. Well, and cost they, of gas, right? But you yeah. also, and so you know, it's a nice thing. So you know, a lot of the uh, the service workers in the restaurants and things, um, they're there for the summer. You know, they they come up for the summer. They'll split houses and things like that. But mm-hmm. they're making a, they're making it a summer vacation for themselves also. Sure. And a lot of the local bartenders bartend up here in the you know in the Hamptons in the summer and down in Florida or in the islands, St. John in the winter. It's a pretty nice I always life. wanted to do that. After I saw the movie Cocktail with Tom Cruise, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be like a traveling bartender, but apparently I don't have the skill set. Well, um there and and there's a huge demand for or service workers in yeah, restaurants. Can a lot of the, and I, I don't know, I think it's part of what's going on in our, our economy right now, but this like zero unemployment situation, yeah. um, you have restaurants that can't can't reserve all of their tables because they don't have enough staff to, to handle it. You can see that. It's historic lows right now, 3.6% unemployment. I mean, it's, yeah. it's uh, at least people are working. Everybody's yeah. figuring out how to do it. And right. uh you know, I I don't think it's a particularly great time to be running a restaurant nowadays yeah. when you're having to pay staff, you know, when you're, you're basically, everybody's poaching each other's workers sure. with, with higher salaries, and right. um, but you need it. You, you, you can't not be staffed. Right. So. 
I had a question where I'm looking at my map again. Yes. So what is Gardner's Island? So Gardner's Island is a private island. Really? It is a private island. Have you ever been? Uh, it's a private what? island. <laughs> it's and that private? It's yeah. that private. It's owned by the Gardner family. It has been owned by the Gardner family from the 1600s. Wow. So I believe Gardner's Island might have been the first English settlement in New York State. And, um, you know, Southampton, I believe, is the first English settlement on Long Island. But I think Gardner's Island actually preceded it. And it has been passed through. I just read a piece about it. It's funny you should mention it because I think the, the 16th, generation or or this fellow who who's there now and there's you know there's a big mansion there and there are signs that say keep out and there's a dock there that says keep out and i believe there's a guy with a shotgun who'll keep you out dogs um, (laughs) dogs and um but it's actually one of and actually uh it is one of the most pristine left um places in the country like where man has not Wow. (laughs) Messed with. I mean, it looks like a big island. It's a big island. Wow. Uh, You know, we we have, there's another island also that you can't see on your little map there. But, um, uh, and this has to do with the North Fork. There's an island called Plum Island. Um, And Plum Island is off of Orient on the North Fork, the very eastern end of, of the North Fork. And they had a famous laboratory there. They, I, I think it still operates, where they worked on, they, they quarantined and isolated animal diseases. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, they, they say that the waters around Plum Island are like the most pristine waters anywhere because you can't go nobody goes it. there. <laughs> I remember Plum Island. It was a scene in Silence of the Lambs. I'm quoting movies all over the uh-huh. place. So that's where they were going to send Hannibal Lecter was to Plum Island on vacation. Well, I, I highly recommend, yeah. I highly recommend um, the book Plum Island. If you really want to learn about the East End of Long Island, uh, I'm not going to remember his name right now. He's a famous author, but he, there's a great book and really an intro to, to the East End. So... At what point, so I've had meet a ton of people that tell me they're from Long Island. Hamptons are part of Long Island. At what point are you in the Hamptons versus Long Island? So the way, the way I describe, I think the way anybody would describe it is South Hampton Town and East Hampton Town are the Hamptons. Okay. And so everything else you is- You keep going east, ev- that's Everything else is somewhere in between <laughs> New York and the Hamptons. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, I've only been there for 20 years- but, and so, you know, if you ask me to pinpoint, you know, Wyandanch on, on a map of Long Island, I haven't a clue. I hate to admit it, but I, you know, and I, I'm not trying to be a pretentious Hamptonite. I'm just saying it's, 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 it's its own little world sure. on the South Fork there. So what's the one piece of advice you would give to someone looking to purchase a house in the Hamptons? First of all, work with a good, knowledgeable local realtor. Um, But do your research. Take your time. um, Look at comparable properties. Actually, the first thing you have to do is really decide what your priority is. Do you want to be on the beach? Do you want to be by the beach? Do you want to have more land and 
you know, uh, be inland? Do you want to have a tennis court? Do you want to, you know, how many bedrooms do you need? Right. All these are all questions that you have to ask yourself. And, uh, and understand, you know, if you're working with a good realtor, they're going to know what the comps are and they're going right. to know. And I, 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 I hate to say that I've talked to too many people who, um, who didn't buy wisely out there mm -hmm. and, uh, and didn't, you know, Real estate market has has always been an upward arc. Sure. Uh, except when you know two thousand nine, which you remember very well, sure, and uh, um, you know you don't want to be caught having bought something for over market value. Right. Um, and that you know I I think like a realtor. So I mean, to me, it's all you know the asset to the cost of it. Sure. And, and when you break that uh, that ratio. Then you're you're in, not in a good place. I mean, it seems pretty clear from our time together today. I mean, you really have to work with the right real estate agent in the marketplace. I mean, hamlets, villages. This is where you go to the beach. This isn't where this. I mean, there's like a million different things that you really need to consider. And if you if you're talking to somebody who you know does this full time, yeah. this is this is our lexicon. This is you know it, it, it rolls off um, because. You, if you don't know these basic pieces of information, you're just guessing. Right. And that doesn't help somebody. Right. So Steve, I know you're not part of any clubs in that area or any of the, the country clubs, those communities. How do you network to be as successful as you are if you're not involved with those types of clubs or institutions? You know, real estate is a, is a very funny business. And um, my goal when I sell a house and it, it, it's a, it, it can be a tricky thing is to have everybody like you at the end of the deal. And, you know, it, it, people, if they didn't buy something right or it didn't sell for what was expected, they can have a bad taste in their mouth. You're at the closing table and somebody's grumbly. Sure. But in, in, in my business, I rely on previous sales and previous customers. I don't, I don't get referrals necessarily. I do get some referrals from other agents, but most of my referrals come from my, my past clients. Okay. And when, when you can build your business around that, when, you know, if you're always doing, as a, as a realtor, if you're always doing the right thing all the time, people notice it. Right. And... Um, and it results in sales and sales result in more sales. Mm -hmm. And that's how you, uh, that's how you make your business snowball. How do you stay in touch with your previous buyers or sellers? Yeah, well, you know, we all have emails and I, I actually operate a over 7,000 person, uh, Facebook forum page, the West Hampton beach area community forum. Let me plug that. And you get that right on Facebook and you, you go right, you go to Facebook and you plug in West Hampton beach. I think it's the first thing that comes up in my smiley face. And it's really become a huge resource for the, you know, for the area, whether a restaurant is running a special, somebody has a happy hour, somebody lost their dog, somebody lost their watch. Right. And, uh, you know, everybody's on it every day. Um, I try to keep the politics out of it and, you know, keep <laughs> it as a, 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 as a happy promoting kind of place. 
But um, so I get a lot of exposure that way. And, uh, you know, it, it's such a small area. You bump into your customers, sure. your, your past clients. Sure. You know, you, you go to a restaurant, and I'll, I'll see six people who six different people who I've sold houses to. So. Now, can anybody join that Facebook group, or is it Any, a, anybody can join? Could I, you just give the name one more time, please? Sure, just go to go on Facebook and and just search for West Hampton Beach, and it'll come up the West Hampton Beach area uh, community, the West Hampton Beach area community forum. And uh, request to, to join. And I bet I, you can learn a lot about the area oh, just absolutely. being part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually, it's uh, when somebody's looking for a contractor, um, an electrician or a plumber, it, it, it's a great place to, for people to get together. Steve, I, we got to join immediately. <laughs> there you go. So if someone needed to reach out to you that was looking to rent there or buy there, or there was a real estate agent that had someone they had to refer over to you, sure. what's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, with me, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Douglas Elman Real Estate, where the, we are the largest firm on the East End in the okay. Hamptons. Uh, I'm Steve Rosemarin, as you What's your introduced. phone number? Are you comfortable giving out your I, cell phone? Sure. My cell is 631-255-2213. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, you know, or, or you just look for the, 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 the West Hampton Beach Douglas Element office and, and you ask for Steve. And, and, <laughs> Everyone knows and, Steve. And you get me. <laughs> so. Steve, is there anything else that we're missing about the Hamptons? No, I think, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful place to own, a, own or rent, but own a second home. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're so close to the city and to Northern Jersey and to Connecticut and, um, it's it's it allows you for the person who can spend more time than a week on a vacation. Mm -hmm. it, it it's nice to have something that you can go back and forth to, and uh, and the area is resorty enough to feel like you're in a resort, right. but it but it's not so you know Jersey Shore. I don't mean that as, right. As, derogatory way but it, it's just you know you go to the you go to jersey shore for you know the party or the you know whatever i yeah. I, I think that's what it's like we're a little bit more refined than that you know it's a, there's a there's an elegance in, in 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 the area that i think is is unique so thanks for taking the time to take away some of the mystery of the elegance in the hampton steve thank you so much for being here today. my pleasure thank you thanks and, for letting me share no thank you and again, if you need anything in the Hamptons, please reach out to Steve. Steve, phone number one more time, please. 631-255-2213. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. Listen out there today. Again, this is Greg Wareham with Your Mortgage Process. Our guest today, Steve Rosemarin. Look forward to catching up with you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham. Produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in and we look forward to catching up with you next week.